Hey, listeners, just a reminder that the history of everything sex is for mature audiences, so listen with discretion. And don't forget, we're ready for suggestions, ideas, stories, whatever you want to tell us. Just email us at thehistoryofsexpod at gmail.com. Thanks! Okay. You want me to say you're welcome? Good. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of The History of Everything Six. I'm Melinda. I'm Terry. And today it's Terry's turn again. My turn. Hello. So I'm excited. So what are we talking yes. about? All right. So today we are going to dive into the adventurous, lively, and in some cases, very profitable Ladies Night Inn. A.K.A. Fun Parties, A.K.A. Nacho Mama's Tupperware, A.K.A. The History of Sexual Devices, and of Home Novelty, Lingerie, and Sex Toy Parties. Have you ever been to or hosted? Not hosted. Okay. Been to. Um, yes. Okay. They were like all the rage for a while there. They were. I yeah. feel like I probably went to like four of them within two years and then that was it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But one was a bachelorette party and that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And then others were just friends who were helping somebody out who was starting their little business, yeah. their little yeah. side hustle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good time. Nice, yes. We learn a lot. Yes, I have some personal experience Okay. Uh, with those so we'll get to that at the we'll, uh, we'll talk about those a little bit later okay. as far as like my experiences but before we get too far okay. into the parties themselves let's learn a little about how the actual toys came about please all right i can't That's wait important so <laughs> i spent actually more time on the toys i think than the actual toy parties just because you know there's just we we all know that they exist and whatever, but this became the more interesting part. There's a story there. There is yep. a lot. So they go way back. Okay. Like way no. back. No. Nuh-uh. Yes. Okay. So the first what it what they believe is the first sex I don't know if they would have called it a toy back then. Okay. Uh, sexual aid, okay. we call it. Very good. was found in Germany in 2005. Now, that doesn't sound very far along ago, but that's when it was found. Okay. I assume during some sort of excavation okay. of something. Uh, it was... How fun to be an archaeologist. And come across that. And come across a vibrator. Right. Or a sex aid. Sex aid, right. This was just a almost eight-inch phallus-shaped smooth stone. Okay. Um... They believe it to be 28,000 years old. That's a long time ago. <laughs> 28,000? That's like... That's many. Where's it been? <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know where it's been, but where's it been sitting? Wow. And then if you, if you look at it, you're just like, okay, well, it looks like a smooth... I mean, it looks exactly like a smooth stone, about eight, eight inches, about an inch and a half in diameter. But it's also like... Stones are just kind of made of in different shapes. And, right. Um, but I will tell you that they have also uncovered, like, hieroglyphics and, oh. you know, like, cave drawings or wall drawings of, of places um, depicting sexual aids. Get so out. Things, you know, using certain 
staffs or stones, right? Or so, yeah, stones or whatever the pictures might be. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, they have found them around 500 BC. They have found these so-called sex devices carved out of stone, mm-hmm. sculpted out of clay, sculpted out of tar, carved out of wood, and even made out of leather. Thinking splinters. splinters. I, yeah, I heard the wood thing and it's like, what the yeah. heck? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And is there a varnish on it? I, I hope they know. treated that wood. <laughs> they, treated, she treated, they treated that wood. Uh-huh. They treated them. Uh-huh. Um, it was said that it was used um, like uh, sexual acts and then the sexual aids and devices and things they used to ward off evil. Sounds and, good to me. Um, it was said that a female orgasm offered um, good vibes okay. <laughs> um, to the fertility gods and that they would even have statues erected. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're 12. Yes, I am. <laughs> in phallic shapes um, in crops, like to help the harvest. Fuck them scarecrows. What you need is big dick out you there. You just need a big old... Here comes your crops. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That's okay. true. They say, anyway. They, that's yeah. what they say. Um, they also say, and in the Middle East, um, his, there's historical reports that have found that Egyptians and Greeks used unripe bananas. Okay. As toys. <laughs> um, even... Okay, I've talked about things being sculpted. Okay. Camel dung. Oh, oh, oh. And then they would coat it in resin. Well, then it's okay. Then it's all right, right? <laughs> Sounds sexy to me. It's just like, is this a good? Well, camel dung. They also, they talked about bread, believe it or not. What about bread? Making, make, like baking, oh, baking or cooking, shaping loaves of bread in, in those shapes for those reasons. And, and then again, using it? Yes, and I'm like, crumbs. I, uh, you know what? I, th- I think that's the origin of yeast infections. Me- oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> I slid that Maybe, in. maybe that's how it... <laughs> Maybe. No, probably so not. It's, but it's kind of a yeast. Ooh, that's... Yeah. But you got to think it, ha- it would have to be like shellactins. Right. You know? Yep. Um, traders, meaning not traders like to your country, but <laughs> the trading... Like Trader trading, Joe. The trading trade. There you go. Uh, yes, like Trader Joe's. <laughs> uh, but traders in ancient Greece were told to have sold objects called alisbos. Alisbos, I'm not sure, which translate to actually to dildos. Okay. Um, But I also found that its translation meant to slip and glide, which makes complete sense. It all Um, makes sense now. And they were used, like people would buy them or trade their goods for them for wives when their partner or husband's obviously. For just a hot second, I thought you meant they traded their wives for a (laughs) And I was like, hold on. They traded it for a wife. Well, no, they were now given to wives and, I see. and used by wives when the husbands were out traveling. Because sometimes they would have to travel for a very long amount of time. Sure. Maybe I'd travel for two hours. Maybe tra- two hours, maybe two years. It's whatever. But they had these traded Elizbos <laughs> to do that with. Um, in Renaissance Italy, they made them out of leather because 
come on, Italy, fancy. They were probably Gucci. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can see it. Yeah. Um, and they used, can you guess what they used for lubricant? Hmm, probably something terrible. Snails. Uh, uh, snail slime. No, no. Oh, good. No. Uh, no, I don't know. You're then. thinking back to aphrodisiacs. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, no, I have no idea. Uh, olive oil. Olive oil? Yeah. Well, that's very mundane. It is. We have that in the cabinet. We have that in the cabinet. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was also said that high class or like upper class people, they used to display their toys. Like extravagant looking toys and expensive looking toys um, made from silver, gold, and ivory. Okay. Um, but then they said that they ended up as eventually just not barely being used, but mostly just as decoration because they were painful. You know what? It was like those really, it's like right now, like really expensive bottles of wine. Yeah. You show them off to show that you have them and you know what they are and that yeah. you can afford them. Yes. So you don't drink them. You don't drink them, no. Yeah. But in that case, it's because they're painful, you Yes, said? but it's painful. They said that they huh. were they were painful and it kind of like uh, lost its appeal. Yeah. As far as that goes. Um... The first dildos, though, arrived in the UK around the 1500s. Okay. Okay. So the term dildo, it is, believe it or not, a Latin word. A Latin word? (laughs) It comes from a Latin word. um, Ah, the love language. Yes. Around 1400 AD. It's um, an Italian word for delight. Oh. And it also translated somehow into open wide. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it it made the word diletto, kind of like stiletto, but diletto, which I just invented another sex you toy just now. So good okay, at this. trademark, trademark, trademark. <laughs> Don't ask, don't tell. Don't you take <laughs> dilettos. <laughs> oh. Partner play. Yes. All right. So, trademark. Um, now, the idea of stimulation, as far as, like, for, like, medical reasons, came to be around 1869. And it was used, um, stimulation became a treatment for something called hysteria. Yes. You I know a little bit about you this. Know a little bit yes, about I, do. I would think that you might. Yes. Um, not just you in general. No, but because <laughs> you, you, you know stuff. We crazy females. Okay, look things up and yes, it is it's exactly, exactly. what it's about. Hysteria, again, Latin, mm-hmm. uh, is a Latin word for it means womb. Okay. You're mm-hmm. nodding at me because you already know this. Well, I literally just read this in my research for the next. Oh, did you? So it was just so something. hysteria yes. to the people that don't know what I'm talking about. Who don't about. research for a Who podcast. Who don't research for a podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, hysteria is more than a song by Def Leppard. All right. It is. Now I'm going to have to listen to that song and, and think of it a little bit differently. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about... Um, Anatomy. It is. That's what that song is it's really about. It's got to be. Obviously. It's obviously. So basically, they believed that there was something called the wandering womb. Okay. Okay. And because it was unpredictable, the womb was. Indeed. And the womb, when it got agitated or traveled throughout the body, which that part of it's kind of like... So if someone is complaining about a headache, oh, your womb must be in your head today. <laughs> or, oh, I... 
you know, I just can't get out of bed today. Oh, it must be in your back, you know, because you're just so whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, they felt that, uh, hysteria was something that made women crazy and ir irrational mm -hmm. and not able to deal with, mm -hmm. um, on the edge, just mm -hmm. all those different kinds of things. And they felt that the way to keep that hysteria from coming out mm -hmm. and to keep that womb where it belonged, mm -hmm. it had, because like I said, it had a tendency to wander mm -hmm. uh, around about the body. Um, so there was a physician named George, Dr. George Taylor, okay. who used manual stimulation to massage the vulva and pelvis area. Can I just say that that's called rape? <laughs> <laughs> but please, but go, please ahead. go ahead. Just, please continue. We'll just keep talking. Um, and it was, and it would cause a paroxysm. Have you heard that word before? No, I hadn't either. But it's, it's. I guess it's just where the word orgasm came from. Makes sense. Paroxysm. Okay. Um, and so. There's a movie out, actually, called Hysteria. I can't believe that I had never heard of it until I started hmm. looking this up. It's from 2011, too. Okay. I thought it's got to be new. No. Right. And it's about this doctor. Um, well, I don't know if it's... But I don't know if it's him, specifically, okay. or just that I... I it, seems like it would be just based on the fact that this right. guy was the one that helped come up with this. Right. Um, but it's got, it's got Maggie Gyllenhaal in it. Oh. Yeah. And um, so, and it looks like it's funny. I just wasn't able to watch it because mm -hmm. I didn't have it for free on mm -hmm. my streaming device at mm -hmm. the moment, but I will watch it definitely. Mm -hmm. And um, it basically, uh, what would happen was women would come in or they would be dropped off by their husband saying there's something wrong with her and you know I you know I can't control her and she's just a mess and she's just obviously it's this thing that they that end up coming up with hysteria mm -hmm. and they're like well we need to fix this so she would lay on the table and he would use his hands to stimulate her um and so in essence they, they would have these treatments now I would really love to look into this more right to find out was this something that women were grabbing their little pocketbooks and yes just like woo, woo, i got yeah. a doctor's appointment that's exactly what it's going through my head right now i'm like is this like ooh, you nasty doctor you know like you hear about lately some of the yeah. doctors being you know yes sexually abusing basically their patients yes 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 or was this like you go boy like Women love right. you. Thank right. you for now, that. Now, if you if you see the trailer for this movie, mm -hmm. it makes it look like it's the kind of thing where women were like lining, lining up. up. Gotcha. In you know? and and you know what that was doing to him? It was giving him some cramps in his forearm and fingers <laughs> because we can't imagine. I can't. You know, honestly, he would have been better off teaching the husbands how to do it, or even women how to do it for You're themselves. Right. You're right, but, but then he wouldn't make money as much. Mm -hmm. He's, yeah, he's the only one who can he's treat. He's the only one that can treat this, right? I don't want to make light of the fact that women, there were most likely, I'm going to assume, yeah. people that were doing this and not consenting. Correct. Right. Uh, or kind of against their will. Mm -hmm. And especially, if you got to think about it, if, you, if there were, you know, I know that homosexuality has in, has mm -hmm. been around forever, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, and since the beginning of time, mm -hmm. but... Um, 
So just how uncomfortable that must have been. You know, a lot of people, a lot of women probably not living their truths. Mm-hmm. And here they have to go. Now they're being yeah. forced to not only breed for their husbands, right. but now, oh, now I've got to let this other man touch my parts. So Correct. I'm not trying to make light of any of that right. or anything like that. But um, Well, and the other thing, too, is, okay, let's assume that the women are, like, loving at least some part of this treatment. Yeah. But ultimately, it's it's not making them better. It is for a minute. Right, right, right. You know, I mean, just because you have an orgasm doesn't mean that you're no longer depressed or you're no longer bipolar, you know, whatever they, any of these mental illnesses that they didn't really know about or at the time. We know now that she's not cured. Exactly. You know what I mean? Or, sorry, that's where I assumed that they were probably like, oh, one and done. And then they're like, oh, no, it's not one and done. So they got to keep coming back. So then you're like, are you coming back because you love me doing this? Right. Or are you coming back because your husband's not satisfied? with the results. Right. So, exactly. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. It can be confusing. Yeah. But, so, you know, Dr. Taylor got tired. <laughs> and he ended up inventing the first automatic manipulator. It was called the manipulator. Ah. And it was steam-powered, which sounds very uncomfortable. Hot. Sounds hot. It sounds, Not in a good way, hot. Right. It sounds like, all I can imagine is like, you know, when you open the oven door... And you peek in to look at what's going on in the oven instead of just letting the steam come out first or the hot air come out first. You stick your face in there and singe off your eyebrows and the little bit of bangs you got. Um, that's just, I'm just thinking of that kind of heat. It's like, mm. yikes, mm. not a good idea. But it's it was a device that would, it was, it'd sit on a table and then she would have to be on a table. And it was clunky. Oh, I got pictures. I, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, does it, in any way resemble the old uh, vacuum cleaners where you had like the tank on the floor and right. then you held the yes, not this one in particular okay okay but that's what are, I'm picturing are, like it honestly looks like if you were to it looks like an engine to me okay like a part of an engine not necessarily for a car but like something that would motor it had like chains oh. and gears oh. and, and and shit okay and, cha- and chains that also held it to the table. Oh my! And then a rod that just just came out of it, and it honestly, you know, the rod looked like to me, it looked like uh, the handle of like a putt putt golf putter. Oh, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like that kind of size. Interesting. It also looked about that hard. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad silicone was invented. True. Yeah. Whew. Okay. Anyway, so it it made their treatments quote, more effective hmm. and less taxing on the doctors themselves. <laughs> so again, 2011 movie Hysteria, not seeing it, looks good. Um, it looks uh, it looks honestly like super charming. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like a, and it's set back. It looks like, like a Stepford Wives thing? No, kind like, of like a Sherlock Holmes. Oh, like okay. That kind of a feeling Got to it. it, which, you know, again, mm. I'm sure there are <laughs> people out there that are like, yeah, my grandma used to tell me about this, and it was not so wonderful. Um, So that was in 1869. In 1880, a Dr. Joseph Mortimer Granville started to develop an electromechanical vibrator. So this is like the first, like, electric. Um, Anyway, it was called the Granville Hammer. Okay. Now, that (laughs) looked... Also, pretty painful. 
Um, what were these guys thinking? Mm, I don't know. It kind of looks like a, a hair device, like an old-fashioned hair device. You know what I mean? Not a curling iron so much. I don't know. It just looks really old. Yeah. And not very easy to sanitize is what it looks like. <laughs> so uh, it became, but it became in these doctor's offices, if you had the money for it, you had a Granville hammer. Okay. It was in your repertoire and it was used to combat hysteria. Okay. Granville hammer. Yikes. Hysteria cured. Hysteria cured. All right. All right. In the 1900s, items were advertised in like good housekeeping, um, and, you know, mag- different magazines, uh, periodicals, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, now, they couldn't just say, you you can use this for sex. Correct. This is going to make you have a paroxysm or an orgasm or something. Um, they just kind of say, hey, look at this. Uh, it would be used for pleasure. They would be considered obscene, and that would be illegal yes. for them to do. So they would use terms that made more of a for medical or health use. Like, uh, it's going to stimulate your blood flow in your legs. Or you can put it, you know, on your neck, and it's hmm. going to help stimulate that. Or they, for whatever reason, there's a lot of things to stimulate hair growth, and I didn't really realize that. That's interesting. A lot came up about stimulating hair growth. If you massage your scalp, you'll get more hair? Yeah, like okay. massaging, yeah, that interesting. Kind of stuff, I guess this is probably where it started being called a personal massager. Yes. You think? Okay. Yes. Where it was something that somebody could purchase to have for home. Exactly. Okay, I got you. Now, there were also were places that they could send women to. Okay. I don't know if it was just women or women and men. They kind of made it sound like it was for women and men, but they were sanatoriums. Now, I hear sanatorium, and I think of, like, mental hospital. Correct. Same. This was more of... Like for spas. Oh, okay. Like a spa kind of place. Heading out, would, to, heading like, out to the salon. They would need to eat clean, okay. kind of detox, um, but it would help them rest and recoup. They would use steam treatments and hydration, and that, and it was said that that manipulation and stuff happened in those Got help with hysteria. Okay. Um, but how have they changed over the years? All right. So we're doing. We're going from stone to clay. Like I said, even bread. Um, they did find in a Shanghai tomb there was a uh, emperor of some sorts or some high official okay. that was you know in a tomb. Okay, I would say kind of like King Tut kind of thing. Mm-hmm. This was in Shanghai, and he had a jade butt plug in his butt. Yep. That's how they knew it was a butt plug. It's actually in his butt. It's it, not like it was They didn't just think it was a too. stopper, like... Well, it's a butt plug. I mean... Um, it stopped up in his butt. Now, I know that things... They would do things to bodies... Right. ...to make sure that things didn't come out or whatever. <clears throat> and they say that... They say that they... That the chi, a person's chi, actually comes out of the butt. Right. Which... So that's what I'm saying. Like, they know that this was not something like used as a cork well uh they don't i guess okay they they're saying that the chi they they would stick it in there to keep the chi in now now this is what i'll say okay. uh they they kind of make it sound like it's something that was used before death as well okay okay so somehow they know that they know this that- that it was used not just to plug it up, put I got mortem, you. but they would, like, a, a guy would stick 
I guess. I guess a girl would do it too. They stick it up there, and then their chi is still inside their body. It's not released out of their butt. <laughs> um, so again, we've we've had steam powered. We've also had hand cranked, hand cranked massagers, and all I could imagine mm. when I read this was like a um, a whisk. You, not whisk, uh, old beaters. Yes. That's just what I, that's just <laughs> my brain that I imagine things getting caught up in the beaters. Oh, yeah. That didn't sound so fun. Mm-mm. But these hand crank vape, uh, vibrate, uh, vibrators, um, they are said to have had 5,000 vibrations per minute, which just sounds like way too many. It does. Um, no, I'm not saying too many, like for my liking, I'm just saying. That's a lot. Back in the day, how are they going to create this? You are blowing fuses. Right? Yeah. I don't know. It seems like a lot. I don't know why the lights just went out up here, but um, <laughs> let me go check the fuse box out in the outhouse. Where's all my diesel fuel going? <laughs> um, in the 1920s, a company called the Polar Cub um, made electric vibrators um, used to prevent cramping and muscle pain. Um, in the 30s, there were attach- attachments. <laughs> that were added. Um, I don't know if you can kind of picture in your head like certain attachments, like ones that look like combs. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Have little bristles on them type thing. That's, yeah. again, for hair growth. I don't know why. Right. <laughs> thing. Um, sure somebody is out there going, it's because this. Right. Okay. Right. I'm not a hair person. Um, but it helps circulate blood and all that. Heat massagers, even in the shape of a curling iron. Okay. All right. That also sounds dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1940s, Oster, the brand. Okay. Uh, so they make like hair. I thought you were going to say Oster, the grouch. Oster, <laughs> Oster the brand Oster. Okay. Um, made a stimulator for barbers. Again, more hair stuff. I don't know. That? But it was a glove that they put on their hand. Okay. And then there was a motor that sat on the top of the hand. Okay. And then they would massage the scalp. Which, what a great idea. Absolutely. I'll do that all day. That is a great idea. So Uh they obviously assume that those were then sold to, for other reasons, for touching other parts of the body, which to me sounds brilliant. Fascinating. Um, But for what they say it was made for was to stimulate blood flow and hair growth. Okay. Um, In the 50s and 60s, they they claimed to help lose weight. The 19s. 1950s and 60s. So it's like the whole trend of losing weight and Mm -hmm. getting in shape and and all that kind of stuff. You Mm -hmm. know, women probably, uh, they were like wrapping themselves up in saran wrap Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. All the things that they were said to do. Mm -hmm. But these wand-shaped vibrators. So these are the ones that probably come to mind. Like you can probably picture it. Okay. You know, kind of looks like a microphone. Okay. Yeah, those types of vibrators. Okay. Um, They are saying those were used somehow to help lose weight. So I don't know if you were supposed to put it on your cellulite, and it was supposed to shake the cellulite away. Okay. Something like that. Um, But I looked it up just because I was curious, like, how many calories do you burn Hmm. during sex? Uh Now, obviously, this sex is one thing. Your heart rate's going a different kind of way, and Mm -hmm. if there's two people involved or more, then you're probably, that's a lot more active. You're around more than if you're just pleasuring yourself. And all I could find was you can, and it's, this is males and females, you can burn between four, which does not seem just, like just very much. Four. Four, okay. four, <laughs> four to 200. 
oh my god kind of a crazy range mm -hmm. of calories per orgasm <laughs> i couldn't really find a straight answer so it's not per minute it's not, not per, per uh, i mean there's a, there was a thing so if it, if you're active your heart rate goes to this uh, amount, and so it got into that and gotcha. it's like i just don't think you can i mean i would like to see the study on that for sure <laughs> <laughs> Did you say well, you not like necessarily see in the study? No, I'm kidding. Not necessarily see the study. <laughs> right. The study results. <laughs> I'll participate. Oh, I want to see the science and yeah. everything. Um, you come out of the room and be like, you look fantastic. <laughs> I've dropped three pant sizes. Um, in the 1970s, uh, the Hitachi wand was invented. Um so this is the one that that I was talking about that looks like a microphone. Okay. This is the like the, the Hitachi brand. This is the one that became very popular. A lot of people then would like have them in their homes. And I assume for real a lot of people use them for massage purposes. Like okay. so you know, sore yep. sore traps, sore mm -hmm. thigh muscles, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um that would just help out. Now, in 1983, there was a Japanese sex toy company that invented the rabbit. Ah, oh, the uh, rabbit. Yeah, it's turning 40 next year. Wow. So we'll have to have a big birthday party for it. Um, it became popular. For, do you remember what show made it very popular that all the women needed to have one? I don't. Um, now, obviously, this was after 1983, but um, I shouldn't say obviously, but this was... There was somebody in the show that had it, and it became popular at the, at the time of the show. So you're saying that it was, like, invented in 1983. Yes. And then there was a TV show where one of the characters yes. had it. And was it Golden Girls? No. Oh, no. I thought for sure. No, that would be funny. Oh. No. So the, the, the show was a little bit later. Sex in the City. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't watch it either. Right. But, um... Is it Samantha? Uh, there's a Carrie. Her name? Carrie? No, but whatever. Uh, what's her, the main character? Carrie Bradshaw. No. Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. Yes. Sarah Jessica Parker, I believe, is the one that had... I'm sure someone would correct me if I was wrong, if they'd actually watched the show. But that's how it became super, super popular. Gotcha. And everybody needed to have one. Okay. Um, is because she had one. Okay. Um, she also had somebody called Mr. Big. So is everybody trying to go find a Mr. Big? I think so. Okay. <laughs> I guess so. Um, but it would... So anyone that doesn't know what the rabbit is, it is a dildo with that also has a little rabbit sticking out the bottom of it with the ears. The ears are clitoral stimulation, and then the dildo is for penetration. So mm -hmm. it was like the first of its kind um, kind of thing, and there were... They also were able to market things better that had animal attributes. So, like the rabbit, there's also one called the dolphin. Yeah. That has the same shape. Mm -hmm. uh, later on, there's one called the butterfly, which is just a clitoral stimulator, but it's in the shape of a butterfly. Okay. Um, and then in the 2010s to 20, um, then became suction technology. Suction? Suction okay. technology became really popular. There is a device out there called the Rose. Okay. And it really, it looks like a rose. And it's like a silicone. Rose. Silicone <laughs> thing. And it apparently, I've, I've never used one myself or seen one in action. Seen one in action. Oh. I mean, I've 
never been to a store and held one to see what it looks like. That's what I meant. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, but apparently it's like the best thing ever. And it suctions. It's it's a suction okay. clitoral stimulator thing. Okay. So, second. I'm going to move to um, how the sex toy party industry became. So, we know that... Um, Adult bookstores, hmm. back in the day, mm-hmm. is what they were called. Mm-hmm. Um, usually in pretty seedy areas. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever been in one? Nope. Really? Yep. Not any kind? I, nope. Not even like Hustler Hollywood? Nope. Not a place like that? No, Terry. I know. Okay, so... <laughs> I have. It's on my list of things yeah, to do. So, like, in the 90s, I had even... Yeah, I didn't probably go into one before the 90s. I'm certain I didn't. Um, but in the late 90s, I, um, you'd go into these, you know, adult bookstores, what mm-hmm. they were called. And it mostly was magazines and movies and mm-hmm. things. And then there was a, a section for toys, a section for... Um, stuff like that. But then there was a section in, in the back mm-hmm. that, you know, that was kind of like the really, really racy stuff happened uh, back there. And I never went into that room, but you also just, it didn't feel, feel like you could because it was very male dominated. Gotcha. And then it's like, are you walking into a place where actual sex is happening? Mm-hmm. Do they have glory holes going on? Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. So it was just, right. it was not a very comfortable, a very, it was not, um, fun. It was, it was, you felt like you were kind of doing something wrong by going in. Got you know it. what I'm saying? Yep. You know, just like, a little shamey. I remember being dropped off once and, and then, and then he circled back to pick me up. Damn. To go, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just because it was just like, I'm just going to run in here real quick. And it was yeah. like, whew. Um, I mean, I bought a movie, but whatever. Uh, but it's not like you, I'm sure women could not feel very comfortable. Most women probably couldn't feel very comfortable going in and asking questions or whatever. It was usually just a guy behind the counter, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, you just, it just, you just have right. a feeling to it. They have come a long way, adult. I imagine. I mean, there are displays of toys that are hundreds and hundreds of dollars right and so it's it's definitely come a long way but because of that there was a sexologist um back in 1984 and her name is i'm gonna say rena valen um and she developed um, a company called the first of its kind a sex toy party company catering to women called Fantasia Home Parties. Had you okay. heard of that name Not before? that name, no. Yeah, I hadn't either. Um, what an innovator. <clears throat> right. Wow. Yeah. And and the thing is, is they started off as being called like lingerie parties. So it was okay. a way for women to get together. And usually, you got to think back in 1984, they probably had all the stuff with them. I'm sure. They probably had boxes or suitcases full mm-hmm. of lingerie so there were people that would model them and, and whatever and women mm-hmm. could look at that and then she started to uh, introduce like um, toys and okay. things like that but there still there weren't a whole lot of options uh, for, for toys. It wasn't big. There were, like I said, there were mostly lacy teddies and panties and things like that. 
<clears throat> there wasn't much of a female demand that anybody knew of, so there wasn't a lot on the market. Hmm. But she looked at it as females being huge, untapped potential for a customer base. And they were known for developed, developing a toy called the man with a bear. What? It's a, it's a dildo as well. Um, it's not a... I don't know that it had this, you know, the clitoral stimulator. That's one that I didn't look up, but it was known as a trailblazer. They're called, we should look it up. Man with bear. Yeah, because I'm like, is there a actual, not a, not a live animal, but like a gummy bear. That's what I'm picturing. Right, no, let's, let's look it up. So we're doing a live Google, (laughs) Google image search. Man with bear. Sex toy. Dildo. Okay, that works. Yeah, that works. Oh, good. So, um, oh, no. Oh, okay. Everybody, don't, don't. don't. Oh, no. I don't know. Is it sex toys working on a real life bear? No, 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 no. Okay. I guess it's better than that. It's okay. It's not as bad as that. Now, I don't know if you know, I wasn't ready for I No shame, no shame, no shame, no shame. And everyone's oh, bears. Ready. I am not trying to yuck anyone's yum. Uh, but when I clicked on images, so you know a bear. Yes. It's like a, a, gay, a gay man, man who has a lot who's of usually furry. Correct. And bigger. And so lots of things in bear's butts is okay. all I'm going to say. I wasn't prepared for it. I did not want to zoom in to see okay. what the toy looked like. We're just going to say, great job, Rena, for coming up with this uh, sex toy that was, okay, it was a trailblazer. There you and go. And now I just, see, I just witnessed some trails being blazed. Since then, okay. Fantasia Home Parties, they trailblaze for other companies called uh, such as Athena's Tasteful Treasures Hmm. Passion Parties Hmm. that was the first one I ever went to okay Passion Party and of course the Cincinnati based Pure Romance Mm -hmm. what I will tell you is that my experience with um, sex toy parties fun parties whatever you want to call them the first one I went to was a passion party okay it was back in you know how I, it was right after 9-11. Oh, okay. Because the house that we were at, there were just flags. At, gotcha. Um, we all had yellow ribbons on. And what oh. I just remember that part of the party mm-hmm. very specifically. But I remember, you know, this woman, she had like four cases, suitcases mm-hmm. full of stuff. Nothing was like, we'll have it shipped to your home. It was like, if I have it, you can buy it from me. Um, you know, she had the credit card machine with the little mm-hmm. thing and the imprint and the, you know, carbon copy, the, mm-hmm. whole, the whole shebang. I remember at that party, her telling us how important it was for males to stimulate their prostates. Okay. Which I, I apparently hmm. stimulating your prostate helps prevent or... Some lower your chances. Lower your chances for prostate cancer is what mm. she was saying to me. And I remember us all kind of being like, what? We're supposed to do that to him? Okay. Um, and I remember seeing those kinds of toys for the first time there you at go. that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably, if I'm thinking correctly, bought like lotions and, mm-hmm. and some oils and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I'm sure I bought a toy that I thought was going to be just absolutely mind-blowing. And yes. Yeah. Um, and they know how to sell it. They so. sure do. They yep. sure do. Yep. And so fast forward, I went to 
I think that was the, the first one I had ever been to. And then I moved into a neighborhood um, that was, you know, all, pretty much all the moms stayed home and, and whatever. And I looked into having a pure romance party. Okay. And this is, you know, we're living just outside of Cincinnati at the time. And... Um, I remember them being very specific that no males could be there Mm -hmm. at all. So we had a party. It was on St. Patrick's Day. Okay. So we had a St. Patty's Day party. The guys all went out to... B-dubs, I think, BW3s to go watch a game or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And there were a handful of guys that were in on what was going on when they got home. When they got back, we had also ordered a stripper. Oh. So. uh, A male stripper. A female stripper. Oh, okay. Right. So the girls had the toy party. The guys came back from the toy party. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, or came back to the toy party from dinner or whatever. Okay. And then the toy party consultant went upstairs to one of the bedrooms and took all the orders mm-hmm. from the women while, you know, everybody was drinking and yeah. having fun and whatever. And after she was done, um, a, sh- a, a dancer came by. Okay. And uh, the reason I let a couple of the guys know about it is because I wanted them to have singles. I wanted them to have money to tip her with. Sure. You know? Yeah. So, um, I just remember everyone kind of being, so my husband can't come up with me while I order this. Right. Like, cause, and, and then I remember the guys being, not to be sexist or whatever, but the guys are like, so you want my credit card, but I don't get any say or right. can, we, can we shop together? And I remember it being very female based. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then at one point I was like, oh, I could sell this. So I became a pyramids consultant, um, mostly for the discount. I really wasn't trying to make a whole lot of money out of it or anything like that. I was, I had fun throwing parties, but I was also very, I wasn't the best salesman because I would be like, um, this was cheaper and still right. do the same thing. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was just going to waste your money. Discounts and whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember going to their, they had a big conference mm-hmm. at the Duke Energy Center and it was two days long, I think. Mm-hmm. So um, there were women there from everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I, at that, that point I was realizing how big it was. But again, there were, there weren't any, like even things that were centered around like, play for female female mm-hmm. then there was nothing you know there was like maybe like an anal massager you know, but other than that it didn't get into what two guys might use together or okay. what, you know what I mean it was just very centered around females there were only females there except for um there were no male consultants okay. at that time. Only males were the speakers. Mm-hmm. And actually do you you know the um, evolution of dance? Do you you know that like the the, the guy that started that whole yes. evolution of dance. Yes. He was there. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Isn't that weird? Do you know what he was talking about? I'm trying to remember what... I don't remember it being about sex sex or anything like that, but he he, he did... Maybe he was he, just motivational. He, spoke, he was kind of motivational. Yeah. He was. And it was more along the lines of, let's get your business started. Gotcha. Da, 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 da. But yeah. I remember to be able to see that in person was kind of cool because yeah. it was a big thing, mm-hmm. you know back then um so anyway a little bit about pure romance 
Um, this is not a plug or anything. It's just about the history of it since it is so a plug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a plug. Since it is such, because, you know, it's a hometown right. kind of thing. Right. Um, so in Loveland, Ohio, mm-hmm. um, Patty Brisbane, uh, who was a former physician's assistant, um, created slumber parties. Mm-hmm. And that was in 1993 is when she started that. Now, I think there were other slumber party um, companies as well. Okay. But this was just like the Ohio-based one or the Loveland, Ohio-based one. Okay. Um, she sold toys, lotions, massage oils, things like that. She had six employees. And in 2000, by by 2000, they were having annual sales of $2 million. Wow. Yeah. So then her son, Chris uh, Ciccinelli, mm-hmm. I believe is how you say his name, didn't meet him. He was a very nice, nice man. Um, in 2000, came into the company as kind of like an, a consultant to her. Like, listen, mom, you got to expand. Okay. You know what I mean? You need to go into different states and all that kind of stuff. So by 2003, they had 3,500 consultants. Wow. And um, $30 million in sales. Wow. 2011, they expanded to South Africa and Australia. And in 2012, he took over as CEO. And by the end of that year, they had $100 million in sales, 75,000 consultants. Um, But there was something around that time uh, that, that made these toy parties very popular. Okay. Like they had a boost. Okay. Do you know what that was? You always question me. I don't know stuff. Sex in the city. (laughs) No, no, no. Well, I'm sure that did help. Uh, This is this was something very big, and then and and when they would um, what year ish around 2012, 2013. No, I don't know. A book came out. Oh, gray, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, Fifty Shades oh, of Grey. Okay. So because of that, and it became, and I remember okay. even back then being like, why has everyone been so surprised that people do these types of things? But a lot of women were just surprised. By yes. It. Man, they, were, they use handcuffs. Right. What? Yeah. Is it, is it really that crazy? But right. for a lot of people, it was. So that's one of the things that made everyone just feel empowered and and, and whatever. Experimental um, is and what experimental, it made them. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's kind of like, why not? Let's mm-hmm. try this. It's not such a crazy thing. Exactly. Right? Um, in 2014, the headquarters moved to downtown Cincinnati um, from Loveland. Um And then in 2016, um, Pure Romance bought the Louisiana-based slumber parties and the passion parties. Oh. Um, So they now own all of that. Oh, okay. And that opened up Canada for them somehow when they they took the passion parties over. Okay. Um, Now... I only have numbers from 2017. Mm-hmm. I would think that since the pandemic, I would think that their numbers would have gone up. If you don't have to have a party. Right. If you, yeah. Or if you have an online party. Then online yeah. Online stuff, you would think that. Yeah, I could see that going way up. That that would have gone up. but You need something to keep you busy. 2017, there were 30,000 consultants. <clears throat> they had two about $218 million in sales. Damn. Year. Yeah, so they did well. Now, they have been criticized. Now, I told you the things that I found critical. Like, you know, it doesn't... It, they, they were not very... 
open to or appreciative of or you know the needs of same-sex couples right you know things like that but um again or another thing was they targeted military wives and i didn't realize that i didn't know that either um, so they would target military wives to become consultants oh you know what i mean and um and it's because they move often mm. and it's hard for them to keep you know this keep a job going from place to place to place so it was something they could you know take with them and do sure and so they were criticized for that though which eh, right you know what i mean i mean i guess that's that's business right you know what i mean yeah you know yeah um i don't it didn't say anywhere that military wives were complaining right about that but right if um, you're a good businessman you go where the sales are you go where the market is Right. Now, I will tell you that around 2019, I did a, um, you know that I paint faces, Mm -hmm. or pre-pandemic, I used to paint a lot of faces, but Mm -hmm. not so much now. Mm -hmm. But um, the company that I worked for, we were doing an event. It was on the banks. It was at which is downtown Cincinnati. Downtown Cincinnati, <laughs> yep. And it was in um, in this. Uh, it's actually at Moorline Logger House. Okay. So I don't. It's you know near the Red Stadium, and it's got that big old yard. Yep. Um, and a stage mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And they had um, their uh, pre romance was having their big annual conference, mm-hmm. and that particular night they were having a party. Okay down at this at this area and it was full 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 of women we mm-hmm. were so busy doing the hair hair feathers and henna and face painting and mm-hmm. stuff like that mm-hmm. um all night long but one of the things that i really really appreciated was the diversity okay. at that point i was looking around going we've got a diverse crowd and i love it okay um they're one of the things um, that I really loved is Chris, the the CEO, um, was on the stage talking about his daughter Elsie. Okay. <clears throat> and his daughter Elsie was born male. Okay. And um, I did a little bit more dig- digging into. Uh, I was really happy to to know that they had this co- thing called the LC Foundation. No. Oh. Um, and it's called Living with Change. They started it in 2018. Okay. Chris and his wife did. Uh, and I kind of wanted to end that this part on a, a positive. So, <clears throat> uh, his family they were in Florida. Okay. Um, um, having a vacation down there. And they were getting ready to go to dinner, and apparently um, their daughter, again, born male, was throwing a fit, didn't want to go to dinner, was eight years old at the time. And throwing a fit, don't want to go to dinner, I'm not going unless I can wear a dress. Oh. And so Chris is like, this must be a phase, whatever. You want to wear a dress? Let's go to the mall and get you a dress. And got him a dress. Wonderful. Got her a dress. Mm -hmm. And... And said that when Elsie put the um, dress on, came out of the dressing room, twirled around, and he had noticed that he had never seen his now daughter very happy and just fulfilled. So, I apparently, right after they got back from this vacation, they went right to Children's Hospital. Wow. Or made an appointment at Children's Hospital Mm -hmm. um, to try to get in. Um... And 
so that's what they did. I guess it took a, a little while for them to get in sure. for the appointment and everything. But because of that, they came up with this LC Foundation, Living with Change, and it's made to um, train teachers and other educators um, about uh, transitioning mm -hmm. and transgender needs um, and provides, and it can help provide financial support to the Adolescent and Transition Medicine Clinic at Children's Hospital. Okay. So they do good things. Um, that makes me very happy. Absolutely. And again, it was named after um, their daughter, Elsie. So I love that. So I want to, I'm going to end with a couple of things real quick here. Um, uh, one is going to be tips for attending a, or hosting a, a toy party. Okay. Okay. So if you're having a toy party, uh, invite everyone. Invite whoever you want. You know what I mean? If yep. you think this person's not going to like this kind of thing, put it out there. They may, it may, you may, you may be surprised. I've gone to parties where, and I've been to several types since then, mostly pure romance, just because that's the big one that's out there now. Yeah. So I've been to other people's, you know, and you know, you want to go, you know, you like to go there and support people that are supporting people and mm -hmm. whatever. And and sex toys are great. So um, I've seen people that that I knew before the party that I thought I would never have this kind of conversation, you know what I mean? Or want to talk about these kinds of things and they come out of their shell. Mm -hmm. um, or maybe they're, they've always been out of their shell and we're just, just seeing it. Exactly. But um, some of the things as a host, you know, make sure you provide some kind of snack mm -hmm. for your for your people. Uh, comfortable sitting areas, uh, a nice area for the host and the consultant throwing the party mm -hmm. to um, be able to show things, pass things around. Um, you want to have, maybe you remember that they often will, they'll come around with the, like, the things that you can taste. Correct, yep. And, you know, put it on, you know, a little little squirt of it on your hand so you can taste it right and then you wipe it off and then they squirt something else on there or you can feel the warming yep. and all that kind of stuff so just make sure you have the kinds of things that you need so that people can clean their hands or whatever they're using you know mm -hmm. off um they i mean they even have like and it's not just pure pure rinse but they have like shaving creams and mm -hmm. you know coochie you know, coochie cream coochie cream so, you know things to uh, spray they have a spray that you can spray on your sheets, like mm -hmm. cotton sheets, and it makes them slippery. <laughs> so just, just have all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. They have tickle dust powders and glitter mm -hmm. sprays and all kinds of like fun stuff like that. They have a just, spray that instantly dries the wet spot on your bed. Get out of here. They do. They do. So it's like the adult form of the, the, the sawdust looking stuff that was right. spray on throw up at a at a school. Yes. Yep. Very similar. Very similar. <laughs> <laughs> it smells better than exactly. that. Exactly. Um, but, so it dries up the wet spot. They have all kinds of things. So you want to have a spot for the consultant to help take orders and answer questions. It's a private area because mm -hmm. some people don't want to talk about those kinds of things. If you're going to a party, bring your wallet. If, you know, even if it's something small, mm -hmm. they're, they're going to be ready to play games. Yeah. You know what I mean? People want to, you know, icebreakers, whatever. Um, obviously, don't feel pressured. Don't feel pressured. You don't want to go. Don't even go. Right. You know what I'm saying? But right. But if you want to go, 
you know, don't yuck anyone's yum. Right. And, you know, don't judge anyone. Right. And, and Or maybe you just want to go and learn, but once you learn, you're like, okay, that's, that's not really my shtick. I don't really need any right. of this stuff, but... If nothing else... You're going to get a laugh because right. they are fun, funny. Right. There's usually some wine involved, so people are a little tipsy. Um, a, a thing to keep in mind, and that's very important, is most of these consultants are not sexologists. They're right. not doctors. They're right. not nurses. They're, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? They're going to have advice. Take it as advice. If you have a medical question or you have a medical, if you're dry, if you have female dryness or whatever, this person may be able to, and maybe they are a sexologist or they are a a medical professional. Great. If not, take their advice and take it to your doctor. Right. Especially if it's something medically. If if you're having a certain kind of pain when, you know, with intercourse, you know, this person might be, well, then get this one because it's shaped different. Yeah, but you know what? If you're having pain during intercourse, go get it checked out. Right. Don't just let that stuff go. Right. Um, and then just have fun. Absolutely. That's and why it's called a fun party. That's why it's called a fun party. But now we are going to end with a little game. Oh, I am all about a game. All right. All right. Now, I found this game on a YouTube channel called Rated Red, and they had some funny other things. I also, you know, when you're on YouTube, you know, putting in a search for certain types of things, you come up with all kinds of things. Indeed. Um, one I've got to go back and look for is the 15 adult adult humor or the 15 adult jokes found in Toy Story 2. Oh. Things like that. Okay. So like all of a sudden you're like, ooh, oh, right. wonder what happened. You know, <laughs> uh, so, you know, there's lots of things out there. Be cautious, but have fun. Okay. Uh, man with a bear, eh, be cautious. Uh, look at that. <laughs> not prepared for that. <laughs> you know, you think you're going to see an image of an item first, and then you scroll down a little bit more in the pictures, then it's going to get more racy. Yeah. Kind of like if I do an image, bed bug, what does a bed bug look like? Here's the bed bug. I scroll down a little bit. The pictures are going to get more, ooh, yuck. That's what they look like when they bite you. That's what your bed looks like if you've got bed bugs. Right. That's what I was kind of expecting. It went straight to stuff in the butt. Was not ready for it. <laughs> um, this game is called Fishing Lure or oh. Sex Toy. Oh, Lord. So I'm going to tell you I have seven items. Okay. I have them. Right. But there are seven names. Okay. I'm going to name it. And you guess, is it a fishing lure or is it sex lure? Okay, well, I just want to give you a heads up now. I might be kind of good at this because I like to go fishing. Okay. And uh, there's a few people in my family who are pretty avid fishers. Oh, so I'm... So, um, so you, you probably have some knowledge that I wasn't prepared for. So, uh, yeah, I might uh, okay. hit this one right out of the park. Let's start off with, I bet we start off with one pocket rocket. That's a sex toy. It's a fishing. God damn it. Now, here's the thing. I know that there are little pocket rockets. This particular pocket rocket is a fishing lure. Oh, darn it. How about the um, ball breaker? Um, The ball breaker doesn't sound like a fun thing to use during sex, so I'm going with fishing lure. You're right. It is. (gasps) I got one right. Yes. Very good. The kinky beaver. The kinky beaver. It's got to be a sex toy. It's a fishing. God dang it. Yeah. The mini Wanachi. Sex toy. It is. Yay! Yes. Now, <laughs> um, 
I bet if you dangled it on your string, though, you would get a fish. You probably would catch a fish. <laughs> now, I did look up the meaning for Wenatchee. Okay. Like what it like what it translated into. Yeah. And it's Swahili for citizens. Doesn't make sense. I don't know why it's called that. Maybe there's another name for Wenatchee. And it's called a mini Wenatchee? Yeah, it's a mini. Oh, but there's there's mega Wenatchees as well. This oh. just happened to be a mini Wenatchee. Interesting. Okay. Um, the All-American Whopper. All-American Whopper has got to be a fishing lure. Sex toy. God damn it. <laughs> it sounds like something you would use to catch a fish. It does. Yeah, I was kind of surprised at that one. Yeah. The Boom Boom Tube. The Boom Boom Tube 5.0. The Boom Boom Tube 5.0 is a sex toy. Fishing. Dag! I do want to see what that looks like. All I had to do I was totally say I was going to be good thought, at this. Totally thought the Boom Boom Tube was going to be a sex toy. Absolutely. Um, how about the Turbo Stroker? Obviously a sex toy. That is a sex toy. Sweet. And I think that's it. One, two, three, four. Yep, Kinky Beaver. That's uh, it. Um, now well, during this, during this, there was a uh, somebody had said, "Oh, it was the Wenatchee," and one of the girls on the, the the game on YouTube said, "When I hear Mini Wenatchee, all I can think of is Panty Hamster." Now, again, I googled. I'm like, because oh, no. I never got into what a Panty Hamster was. I still can't find it. I looked up Urban Urban Dictionary. It wasn't telling me anything about a Panty Hamster. I look at my Are we talking about actual? hamsters and panties are we talking about I thought it would have something to do with like someone who didn't you know shave down there oh or, was this written or you heard it was it like a said, video it was a video okay and she maybe she didn't say hamsters. panty maybe she said panty or panty hamster panty hamster she said <laughs> maybe you're she googling said panty hamster and everybody started talking about hamsters and panties. So okay. I don't know if that was the case. I just thought it was funny and I wanted to say panty hamster. I'm sure you and did. Reach some other ears other than my own. So here's my thoughts. Yes. Way back in the begin in the middle of this episode in your wonderful, very well done history lesson on sex toys. You <clears throat> We talked about the fact that a lot of these vibrators slash personal massagers were used to grow hair. Yeah. And I immediately went to the 70s bush that women and probably men sported. Yes. And, you know, you start to wonder if that's why they had so much damn hair down there is because they were all using these massagers <laughs> down there. That's right. They were stimulating hair. So growth. isn't that something? And so now they wouldn't want to necessarily advertise it as a hair growth helper because people aren't people so like into... People like to landscape so much. In. Exactly. Yeah. That was just a interesting. Little, little interesting thing I thought about. But that is all I have for my little history of sex toys laundry parties that kind of thing there i mean there really is just like any subject there's there's all kinds of rabbit holes to go right the tangents are abundant they are yes well thank you miss terry thank you and and we will let you know how our little um field trip to yes the um hustler store hustler store goes well let me tell you this funny thing um we just went into the hustler store the other day the one downtown cincinnati and um, 
we, we just were, you know, we had some time to kill before dinner, so we were just walking around. And they have something called a dick cage. Okay. And it's basically, they have leather ones, and they have silicone-looking ones, mm-hmm. and it's basically, it's a, it's a cage that fits around your penis. Okay. Penis and balls. Okay. And you know what I called it? Oh, God. Nicholas Cage. Trademark that as well. Right. I have two things I got in. But don't tell Nick. No. No, no. He'd be fine with He said Dickless Cage? Dickless Cage. Dickless Cage. Not Dickless. No. Because you have one to put in the cage. Right. You're so clever. Dickless Cage. You're so clever. All right. Anything else? Yep, that's it. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye.